Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you've had a great day. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. So good that we can gather together this morning, and it's good to see you all. And before I get into God's Word, uh, I have a uh, couple of announcements to make, okay? So uh, there's some great opportunities coming next year, but sometimes for great opportunities to be available, there's some, uh, there's some news or some changes, okay? So uh, I want to let you know, those of you online, those of you in the room today, uh, two members of our staff are going to be moving out from their positions, from their role, from their job with us here. One of those is Florence Okoro. Florence, I know, Florence has taken up a new job next year. She has a fantastic opportunity. I'll let her tell you about it when you uh, see her. So uh, Florence has served here, well, I think it's approaching 16 years on our staff. Uh, as our finance manager. Yeah, come on. So uh, she'll be with us on staff uh, through till uh, March uh, next year. And of course, uh, the Okoros aren't leaving the church family, but uh, Florence, of course, is uh, changing job. So that means that that uh, particular role is going to be adapted slightly. We're going to be looking for a senior business and finance manager uh, moving forward. So on our website today and as, as from today, that uh, job is available to apply for. Uh, and also the second thing is, uh, there is a fantastic young man, a young a couple in our church who are going to be moving on and that is John and Kendra. Now, uh, John, uh, as you know, I think it's almost seven years now has been doing our media and uh, John has uh, accepted a job offer to be a youth pastor in a church in Newtown, in Wales. No less. Yes. So, I'm announcing these things with a, a little smile on my face because obviously I've been journeying behind the scenes with them and uh, we, just, uh, we just think it's an amazing opportunity that they're stepping into and that will be around uh, March time next year as well. So, uh, we'll say more about it uh, nearer the time. But we want to give you a heads up And of course, uh, we very much appreciate you, as you'll know, especially over these last couple of years uh, and what we've had to navigate with the pandemic and all that John has done with the media side of our church. And so he's not down in tools immediately. We appreciate you, John, very much. And we know that you're going to be with us through uh, to March. But of course, that means there's also an opportunity uh, on our staff for a media developer. So if that's you or you know of somebody that may be interested in applying for that, uh, post for that role, then do let them know. Uh, we'll, we'll have those, uh, both for both these roles, the, the opportunity to apply for it will be through the month of January. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's bittersweet news. It, 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 we, we, we do believe we're moving forward. We are excited about these opportunities. We're excited about who might be joining with us uh, to, uh, to see those things fulfilled. But of course, you know, we don't let, let go of amazing stuff like that easily and uh, so we, we believe in God's best and God's favour for Florence as she heads into that new role. I won't say it from the stage here, I'll let her tell you. Uh, and also for John and for Kendra, yeah, just believing for God's best. It's going to be good for them, right? It's going to be a fantastic time as they head into God's adventure for them. So, uh, so that's the news I want to share with you. Uh, there's no secrets, feel free to ask us about the different changes that are happening. Uh, do feel free to ask us about the job roles, of course, that are going to be available in the coming uh, months, and we'd love to chat with you about that. Good. Well, let's just pray for a moment, shall we? And we're going to 
head into God's word. Father, we, we do thank you for the family that we belong to. And even as I've shared that uh, news this morning, uh, and it pulls on our hearts as we know that people will be living with us or changing their role on our staff. But Lord, also we recognize that you're at work and it's your kingdom. And so, Father, we thank you for the blessing that Florence is going to be in her new role. We thank you for the incredible uh, journey that you're taking John and Kendra on as well. We speak your blessing and your favor over their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, those of you online, so pleased you're ready to hear God's word today. Those of you in the room, I'm so happy to have some people to speak to in person. I did record our Christmas uh, day message this week, and it's always a bit odd when there's only two people in the room, but they, they were listening, so that was good. Uh, now, uh, I, this message is actually a little bit of a collaboration with Ade, who was going to be preaching it, okay? So uh, in, in our pastoral team, we do discuss the things that we're sharing from God's Word, and actually Ade had done the uh, preparation, a lot of the preparation for this Word, but I get to share it with you uh, this morning. And I want us to consider something that I think is pretty obvious for all of us. And that is that Christmas gets busy. Is that right? Christmas gets busy. And every year we tell ourselves we'll do it different next time. And every year we find ourselves saying, I'm so busy. It's too busy. We get Christmas busy with all our best intentions. It gets busier. And even with the restrictions that we have, and even with things being kind of, you know, limited in what we can do, we're still busy, right? We're still busy cancelling things. If we're not organising something, we're having to ring around and say it's not happening. So Christmas gets busy, and we all know what it's like to get busy. We've all got to a stage where we're too busy, and we, you know, you know that moment when you run out of the house and the door is closed, and you're thinking, I forgot something, and just as it closes, where's your keys? They're indoors, right? We've all done it, haven't we? We've, we've just got too busy and too much of a rush, and we begin to forget things. We forget our, our, our wallet. We, for, we forget to pick up the kids. We, we, uh, we, we, we might forget that we're supposed to be somewhere because we've, we, we've just got busy. Now, you may have known the, the, the movie we're mentioning today has already been mentioned in our game. Uh, Christmas is the movies is, that, is our theme. And the movie particularly is Home Alone. Home Alone. If there has ever been a modern classic, it's got to be Home Alone. I think most of us will be familiar with that film. And in the film, the McAllisters are planning their big holiday. And of course, on the day that they're supposed to all get to the airport, and it is a big family, on the day that they're meant to get to the airport, what happens? They sleep in. They miss the alarm. And so when they do wake up, it's madness, right? It's absolute madness. So let's join the film. Let's see this, uh, see this next clip. Thank you. Moron. Six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11. Okay, half in this van, half in this van. Let's go. Have a good trip. Bring me back up to French. There's no way on earth we're going to make this plane. It leaves in 45 minutes. Think positive, Frank. Oh, you be positive. I'll be realistic. What's the matter? Honey? I have a terrible feeling. About what? That we didn't do something. Ah, now you feel that way because we left in such a hurry. We took care of everything. Believe me, we did. Did I turn off the coffee? No. I did. Did you lock up? Yeah. Did you close the garage? That's it. I forgot to close the garage. That's it. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! <laughs> okay, you did a great impression of that earlier, Fincher. That was, that was good. So we're, we're familiar with, uh, with that film, I'm sure many of us are. If you haven't, you have to watch it this Christmas, okay? Just make sure you watch that film. But of course, what happens here, uh, that's, pretty much, uh, that's a pretty big parent fail, yeah? To find yourself on the airplane and your child is still at home. But there is a sense in which we get busy, and when we get busy, we get stressed, and then we get into a hurry, and it just be becomes a, 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 a circle that we find ourselves in, and we just get busier and hurried and stressed and, and so on. So obviously, we think to ourselves, we need to stop being busy. But you see, the Scripture doesn't always help us, because in Ephesians 5, for example, it says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. There's very much an ethic in the scripture that encourages us to be busy, to be working, to be getting something done. In 2 Thessalonians 3, let me just dip into this scripture you may have forgotten. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Wow, have you got that up in your kitchen at home? The one who is not willing to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. You are not busy. They, th sorry, they are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. <laughs> so the encouragement in Scripture is to be busy, but not a busy body, please. Yeah, if you're be, don't be a busy body. Be busy about the right things. So the thing is in Scripture, and the Christian ethic really is to, to have a work ethic, to, 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 to busy yourself and be constructive. And we can have all the good intentions and we can be busy for a good cause. The problem is not busy. The problem is too busy. Too busy is our problem. Too busy is our challenge. Busy in itself can be very constructive, can be a great thing, can bring fruit and results. But too busy is the challenge that we have in our lives. Now we jump to Luke chapter 10. Some may know this scripture where Jesus is in the home of Mary and Martha, it says in verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. If there's ever been a scripture that describes Christmas, it's got to be that one. 
distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Has anybody ever felt like they agree with Martha? Come on, be honest. God's honest with us. It's like, hey, the people are just chilling, receiving from Jesus, and I'm running around doing everything. That's my paraphrase. Lord, don't you care? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. I want us to see here, even in the reply that Jesus gives, he says you're worried and upset about many things. I believe that Jesus is actually speaking into the condition of her heart at that time. It's not just the preparations to be able to feed Jesus and the guests at her house. There's a sense in which her, she's troubled. She's busy even if she's not busy. There's, a, there's an unrest in her soul. And Jesus speaks to that. He says you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Mary has chosen what is better. But verse 40 is very clear that, that Martha was distracted. Her busyness had distracted her from what was important. The first point is this. Too busy makes us unavailable. It's not the busy, it's the too busy. When we become too busy, we become unavailable. We cannot be in two places at once. Now, I know some of you think you can. And I know some of you are gifted to multitask, as it is called. But it, even if you're good at multitasking, you have not managed to give something your undivided attention, which is what Mary is doing in this passage. It's not just acknowledging that Jesus is in the house, but it's giving him her undivided attention. So I don't want to pass judgment on any multitasking that goes on, but there are things in our lives that need our undivided attention. And the thing is, when we get too busy, that doesn't happen. In the film, uh, the, the family got so busy and the preparation and the rush, they were unavailable for Kevin. They didn't even notice that Kevin, they were head counting the wrong kid. I think it was a neighbor's kid, right? I mean, <laughs> they're actually counting the wrong kids uh, in their rush. We can be too busy that makes us unavailable for the things and the people that matter. And I don't speak in judgment over us today at all. I speak to myself as well, that in our too busyness, we begin to miss each other. We can even be too busy for Jesus. You know, in the Christmas season, we can be too busy to recognize the one we're celebrating. It's true, right? The busyness of Christmas, the too busy. When we find ourselves busy, too busy, we find ourselves unavailable for that which is important. And too busy also leads to undesired outcomes. When we become too busy, we find ourselves getting the things we didn't plan for. You see, busyness can bring great results and can bring fruit in our lives. But too busyness, if there's such a thing, is unwanted or undesired outcomes. You know, you, you, you leave your child at home while you're on an aeroplane, you end up with a very stressed holiday, to say the least. You see, drilling down into our own experience, when we become too busy, some of the undesired outcomes, this can be resentment, for example. We can resent the work that we're doing, the things that we've applied ourselves to. Even the Lord Jesus, the one we've chosen to follow, we can begin to resent that calling because we feel too busy. It's possible. So, Lord, what's going on? This was supposed to be a great adventure. This was supposed to be something to bring you glory, but now I just feel exhausted. 
we can begin to resent those decisions. The burden becomes heavier than it was meant to be when we get too busy. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But so often we sense that the burden has become heavy. Is Jesus not keeping his promise? Or have we become too busy? Too busy that we begin to uh, experience outcomes which were not the initial intention. See, this Christmas I want to encourage us all to guard against becoming too busy. Not just because of the Christmas season, but in life. Take a moment to consider, have I become too busy? Have I become too busy that I'm unavailable for the important people in my life? Have I become too busy that I'm experiencing undesired outcomes when the intention was actually this and we're ending up with this? What, have I become too busy? How do we avoid becoming too busy? I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. In Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 1, the writer puts it like this. He says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You see, we all have our particular giftings and abilities, a personality calling upon our lives. The Bible says here that we have a race. It's your race. God has a race. And, and we, I know we often look around at everyone else and we check out the race that they're running. But God says there is a race marked out for you. There's a race marked out for you. As we uh, appreciate but say goodbye to those that are serving with us, we recognize that their race has now taken them on a different route. There's a race marked out for each one of us. But your race has your grace as well. The race that you're on has a grace from God to run it. And this is a great way to recognize how we, have, how we can avoid becoming too busy. Because there is a grace from God. There is a supernatural empowerment. There is an enabling that comes from God for the race that you are in. For the track that you need to run, there is a grace from God for your race. So the grace for the race determines the pace of the race. The grace for the race determines the pace of the race. In other words, move at the pace of grace. You with me still? I feel like I've got a poem coming on. Move at the pace of grace. The grace that is in your life for the race that God has marked out for you. Move at that pace. Because if you go slower, slower, that's lazy. If you go faster, that's foolish. Because then you become too busy. I can remember when I was... Uh, uh, I used to play a lot of football as a teenager. About the age of 12, uh, I was at a, a football match, a Sunday, Sunday morning football match, and uh, I used to play in goal. And uh, I was standing in the goal. The action was happening at the other end of the field. And I don't, I don't know how it happened. I simply turned, and my knees just gave way. Both my knees stopped working. I, just, I was on the floor. I was like, it's a bit weird. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I couldn't stand up again. My knees completely gave way. And so I had to get some, uh, some professional help. I had to go to a physio and, and find out what was happening. And uh, we started to look at the kind of sport that I was involved in. So I was playing for my team. I was playing for my region. I was playing for my school. That was just the football plus the training. Then, of course, you got basketball and everything else that I used to like doing. And basically, the physio uh, 
He's actually a Spurs physio, but never mind. And, and he, he said, look, you, you're doing more than the professionals, that you're doing more hours training than someone who gets paid to do this. Yeah, you've got to... So in and my enthusiasm and in our enthusiasm to play football, I was actually doing too much. I was too busy. And if you're too busy, your body can't recover. So that's in the physical, right? But in our lives, our soul, if we get too busy, we can't recover. We have to move at the pace of grace that we have on our lives. We have to remain in the grace of God. Remain in the grace of God for the race that he has marked out for us. And one of the challenges is that when we worry, it speeds us up. When we worry, we begin to go faster. Have we done enough? Do we have enough? What did Jesus say to this in Mark 6? He says, don't worry, saying, what should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear? For the pagans, notice the word, run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself every day. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What is Jesus saying to us? Trust God. Trust God. Receive the grace that you need for your race, the grace for your situation. Trust Him. Seek Him first. Go at the pace of the grace that is in your life. What did Paul say when he found himself in a situation? In 2 Corinthians, we read about it in chapter uh, chapter 12. He was trying to He'd ask God to remove a problem in his life. He'd ask God to remove this thorn in my flesh, remove this issue. And he'd asked him and asked God, and it wasn't happening. And eventually God says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. There are things that we have to journey through sometimes, but his grace is sufficient. There is a supernatural empowering. There is a strength that comes from God alone for your situation, for your race. Let me encourage you, by worrying, all you're going to do is speed up and you're going to be too busy. Get into the place of God's grace for your life. Feed from Him. Draw from Him. Move at the pace of grace. The scripture we mentioned uh, a few minutes earlier, we we talked in Ephesians chapter 5, where it says, to make the most of every opportunity. And I want to make that the the two things to help us to, to, to avoid being too busy is move at the pace of grace and make the most of every opportunity. Now you might think to yourself, well, making the most of oppo- every opportunity, that sounds like getting more busy. Surely you've got that wrong, Gowan. How can making the most of op- every opportunity be a means of relieving stress? It sounds like more stress. No, because what this scripture does is it invites us to focus. It's a means of focusing that we make the most of every opportunity. It's not necessarily mean doing more, it means a focus in what we do. A focus in what we do. In other scriptures and other translations put it like this, to redeem the time, to make the most of the time. It, uh, what you do do counts. Yeah, it's making what you do do count. If you're going to rest, then rest. Should I say that again? If you're going to rest, then rest. If you're going to be with the family, then be with the family. If you're going to get the study done, that's for someone in the room, I'm sure, then get your study and done. But redeem the time. Make the most of every opportunity. It's not so much about getting busier. It's about a focus 
in what we do. I want to encourage us all at this Christmas period to focus. As Hebrews 12 tells us, we read it early in verse 1, let us run the race with perseverance marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Let me encourage you to fix your eyes on him. Find the place in your life where you can focus your attention, focus your opportunity. It's not about getting even busier. It's about that focus that we need. Moving at the pace of grace in our lives and making the most, having that focus in every opportunity. You see, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure this has happened. You've made a decision that something's important. And whenever you do that and you create, it makes space in your life for that which is important, something which is urgent will shout louder. Is that right? If you decide I'm going to take five minutes to read my Bible, I can promise you something will shout louder one minute in. And that's why making the most of every opportunity is not about being busy, it's about getting a focus. You say, no, right now, this is important. This is significant in my life. There's always an urgency. There's always something that's going to shout louder, but I need a focus to do that which is important in my experience. Can I encourage you? Because our too busyness is a killer. Our too busyness leads us into uh, situations where we're experiencing outcomes that were unintended. It means in our too busyness that we will find ourselves being unavailable for the people in our lives that are important to us, even our God who we worship. To focus on Jesus, fix our eyes on Jesus, we get a clearer picture. Who has your attention? You know, that's what worship is. Worship, worship if, is many things, but worship is definitely focus. Worship is definitely saying God is God and I'm not. God is God and I'm, I'm draw, I, I, I rely on him. I trust in him. I seek his kingdom first. I know that if, if I just get busier and busier and worry and try to get more, but I'm going to worship, I'm going to fix my eyes on him. I'm going to focus on my Savior. I want to encourage you. We're going to pray. We're going to uh, sing a song of worship in just a moment. The band can join me on the stage here as we, as we prepare to do that. Home Alone movies a lot of fun. Like I say, if you haven't seen it, take the time to see it. I think they're actually bringing out a new version of it, but I'm sure the original is always the best. Uh, but hey, it reminds us of something. It reminds us that we can be too busy. Busy is not the problem, but too busy is. Too busy makes us unavailable. Too busy gives us undesired outcomes. So let's do a very practical thing today. Let's move at the pace of grace in our lives. And let's make the most. Let's have that focus that we make the most of every opportunity. Let's stand together, shall we? Father, we thank you that we find ourselves able to gather in this way today. We thank you that we can gather around your word, that we can take instruction from the wisdom that we find in it. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for this Christmas that we celebrate. Thank you for that reminder, that annual reminder again of your mission and why you came to live amongst us. And Lord God, we confess that sometimes we just get too Christmas busy. And uh, we might start to try and blame 
other things or circumstances, but ultimately, Lord, we want to, to step aside. Lord, we want to move at that pace of grace in our lives. We receive from you all that we need. Lord God, we want to fix our eyes afresh on Jesus. And Father, for any circumstances represented in this room today, any, any situation maybe for those that are, are watching online where it's overwhelming, even sending us into a panic, Lord, we speak your peace in Jesus' name. We speak your peace into this circumstance. Lord God, that we would do what we can do and trust that you would go way beyond and do what you do best. We invite you into these circumstances, Lord God. We invite you into those situations that are causing panic and stress now in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would help us to move at that pace of grace in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, let's worship together, shall we? That's all from us here on our London Riverside Church podcast. If there's anything you would like some more clarification on, you would like to take those next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page, londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. We hope you have a fantastic week and stay blessed.